Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 13, if you can believe it. If you counted all of them, that's 163 episodes. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back after another week of the NFL and, like, 15 more injuries. Absolutely. And believe it or not, old friend, we are on the clock tonight. I just looked and... uh, we are. We need to, um, because it's the end of a month, we need to keep ourselves high and tight in terms of the amount. And there's so much to talk about, so let's just get right to it. Sure. So let's start where we always start, Craig. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I actually, if I get through them, I brought two beers with me. But the first one I uncapped is uh, Rosemary's Baby, because nice. why not? Nice. And, you know, October, this will release on October 1st, so it's around that time of year. So that's great. I'm still on diet soda because I have <laughs> medical issues now and I'm not allowed to enjoy life. <laughs> so, um, all right, so let's, let, let's move on. Let's get right into it. Cause like I said, it's when you, when you operate a podcast, like we do, one of the things you have to manage is data and we're not, we don't have, we don't have a podcast set up where we can have infinite amounts of time and data. We don't have infinite amount of money. So one of the things my job is on this podcast is to watch the clock. Well, I looked at the clock today and the clock said, yep, you guys got to get a podcast in in about 50 minutes today. And I went, oh, <laughs> so here we go. Burning hot takes. Are you giving or receiving? I will receive. Okay. So we've been talking a lot about Mike Evans. Yes. So Mike Evans, week two, seven, uh, 10 targets. For seven catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. And here come, out of the woodwork, the <laughs> Mike Evans cultists. <laughs> Go to week three. Four targets, <laughs> two catches, oh. for two yards, oh. but oh. two touchdowns. Oh. So literally this week, he became Chris Carter, where all he did was catch touchdowns. To me... <laughs> Two catches for two yards and two touchdowns is still a shitty week. Craig, does this change? He's got four touchdowns in three weeks, and it, and he's only got one game over 100 yards in those three, those three weeks. Are you coming around at all on Mike Evans? Even with, even with Tom Brady there, not really. Because, I mean, that may work for DFS, but season-long fantasy, I mean, what is that going to do? Get me fair on what? 12 points that's even really work points, for maybe does it really work for for season long i mean i mean for for um god what's the word i'm looking for dfs, DFS. jeez louise <laughs> i'm not i'm not in that big a rush like, i can't remember what the hell we're talking about <laughs> um you know i i just don't know i mean i'm looking at his game log. all right so his DraftKings game log uh points so he was good for 14.2 points with a salary of 6800 that's is that even two X? I'm doing the math in my head. Twelve, thirteen. Not, yes, that's barely two yeah. X. I'm sorry, it's not. It's not good enough. You're no. not. You're not a top tier <laughs> receiver if you can't. If you can't outperform sixty eight hundred. No, so, not, you're not really. No, no. So all right. So that that's where I wanted. To, I was like, I looked at it today. I was like, I'm just gonna check out Mike Evans. I wonder how Mike Evans has has been doing, and. Um, and I saw, oh, he only had two for four. And I said, well, why does he have so many points? He caught two touchdowns. So if, if you're in one of those leagues where the only thing that gets you points is touchdowns, he's probably the best wide receiver in the league. And there are weirdo leagues like that out there. 
where you only <laughs> score points for touchdowns. I've heard of them. So, all right, what have you got for me? Uh, for me, yeah, I think it's for me. It's going to be the obvious question, which I think everyone listening to this podcast probably has heard by now. Yeah. Uh, there have been nine Titan employees that have tested positive for COVID. Four of them players. Four of them players. And now the Vikings also have to be in lockdown since there were players. Do you, like, to you and your view of it, is this going to derail games in the season possibly? Derail games, yes. The season, no. Because here's what I think the NFL needs to do. The NFL needs to come out with a definitive policy about team shutdowns. And I think it can be as simple as two positives on a team require more testing once you get to five all team activity ceases for a minimum of seven days until they can clear up because i mean let's they expanded rosters they changed the ir rules they anticipated there would be positives okay practice squad call-ups are possible etc but you can't do that on the fly you can't test positive on monday uh for one of your guys and take a field seven days later on Sunday and assume everybody else is okay. Just like, it's not like replacing somebody with a broken leg. So there are going to be games that could be missed. Here's the easy solution. The NFL steps up and it says starting today, any game that has to be canceled due to COVID testing shutdown, enough tests to shut down a team is an automatically a forfeit by the team that causes the, the cancellation done. Then what happens to the team they're they're supposed to play? They're going to win. They're going to win. So in my mind, what should be happening right now is Minnesota right now, to the best of my knowledge, Minnesota hasn't had any positive cases. They're monitoring their players and their staff as a precaution. There's a good chance that game will still happen this week. But the Titans-Steelers game is postponed at least. In my mind, it should be a loss for the Titans. Done. Give Pittsburgh a win, Pittsburgh, and you watch how quickly teams will react when all of a sudden their players and coaches are costing them direct wins without them stepping on the field. This started because of one coach on the Titans, one coach tested positive on the Saturday before the game, and they isolated the coach and they said, "Well, you know, we'll have to we're, we're doing the testing on a regular basis anyway. We'll see what happens." Boom! A couple days later, they got eight more guys. That hmm. one coach should have should be costing the Titans the, the game this week. End of story. And all of a sudden, you'll start to see that players are like wearing like ankle monitors in their homes <laughs> because they're not going to be allowed to live a normal life because it's going to cost them their season. That's 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 my opinion on it. It should cost the team the game going forward. It should be an automatic forfeit. Pittsburgh gets a bye week out of it. And it should be on. It should be on them. That's my opinion. Your thoughts? You know, the same thing. What makes no sense to me is that you can. There's like 15 minute tests. Yeah. So now you land in an airport. You have the option of taking a test, and you know, with I think it's like 88 percent accuracy, within mm -hmm. 15 minutes, if you are COVID positive or not. Why is yeah. the NFL using tests that take three days? Like what? Yeah. What is the point of that? Yeah. The point is availability, and uh, I'm sure availability is a factor. I'm sure money is a factor. But yes, 
I suppose, as, yeah. As as the technology gets better, I mean, think about it. We just started dealing with this at the beginning of this year. Even if you go back to when the president supposedly was notified about it back in like December and then in January they were having full-blown conversations, we're still only 10 months into this process. And look at all the progress we've made. We're in trials for vaccines. We've already found a testing procedure, improved upon it, and made it rapid. You know, we, the science is pushing us forward. We should be, by this point next year, we should absolutely be with a situation where a rapid test is available for every everybody who needs it. And that includes the NFL. But, you know, if you're telling me, well, you need to prevent the season from derailing, you need to start costing teams games. You need to start tossing teams games. And and that's in a, in a league like the NFL, where every single win, how many times do playoff spots come down to tiebreakers? Virtually no, enough, every year. Enough to we matter. Have, <laughs> we have tiebreaker conversations every year, and almost every year we have somebody get in because of a tiebreaker. Yes. So that win matters. And in my mind, Tennessee should be charged with a loss. Now, you can't do that on the fly, but what you got to do is you got to stand up and say is the commissioner's office we're not going to do this all season so you guys are on notice now going forward if we have to cancel a game on a sunday because you guys can't get your shit in order then it's going to cost you a win and all of a sudden you will find cracking down like nobody's business so hmm. that's my opinion on it i guess all right yeah, third and final one yes I, it, it might it maybe it's maybe it's too extreme that's just what i think that is an option the monday night game yeah you and i watched a chunk of the the chiefs uh, Ravens game uh, mm-hmm. together online yep. uh, through the Yahoo app. Yahoo, great idea. Find a way to make it work legally on computers so that I'm not squinting at an inch by two inch screen because it, yep. it just it's not working with the tiny screen. It's a good it's a good start. Just needs some tweaking. It's a start. Yes, and I'm sure there's legalities to it. I'm sure there's there's something about having it on a computer that the league doesn't want or violates somebody's deal or something. I don't know, but um. Baltimore didn't look good. Baltimore, to me, looked shaky from the get-go. They had no chance of coming back. They looked like they did in the playoffs last year. Was it Tennessee that knocked them off? Yes. Yeah. They looked like they looked like they were there. Mark Andrews dropped balls left and right. Lamar looked like he could not lead a team back. He looked like rookie Ram- Lamar. Yes. So my question to you is this. Did we actually see that were the Ravens unmasked last night or was this an aberration? I'm sorry, Monday night. You know, the way I, I see it for me, I think the Ravens got in their own head because remember when the chiefs played uh, the chargers? Yeah. The chargers. I mean, I know you're a chiefs fan, but the chargers were the better team for most of that game. Yes. Until like, you know, the last, Eight minutes, fifteen minutes, you know, whatever. But what and I, won the Chiefs that, that game was composure and experience. That yeah. was it. The Chargers came smoking out of the gate. They got a lead, but they couldn't hold it because the Chiefs were the more composed team, and that's because their quarterback is like playing like a guy who's been in the league for about ten years in terms of his composure, and their coach has been in that situation dozens of times before. Andy Reid has been in that situation before. Yeah. So, and I know it was a divisional game, and divisional games are always a little bit different than yes. your normal everyday game. But I think the Ravens, because it was the Chiefs, 
And because everyone is so behind the Ravens, you know, going really far this year, I think they got into their own head. And yeah. they, I feel like they changed their game plan just because they were playing the Chiefs and it did not work. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I think Baltimore can get better, but if, you know, everyone talked, this is the game of the year, the winner of this is going to be, we heard this from more than one person. The winner of this game is the, is the favorite for the Super Bowl. No. First off, nobody's a favorite for the Super Bowl in week three. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody is a, a favorite for the Super Bowl in week three, except in Vegas, where they're, I mean, they're probably taking bets on the Super Bowl for the next season already. So, you know, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think that they can get better, but I don't think, I don't think this makes Kansas City, uh, uh, I don't think this elevates Kansas City, and I think it, it does diminish Baltimore, but only slightly. Mm-hmm. Only slightly. So, all right, really quick, before we move on to the metric in America's favorite game, um, we just want to give a quick update. We are in the Scott Fishbowl this year. Yes. Uh, the 10th annual. So I wanted to give, uh, cause I'm managing the team. I thought I might give Craig a quick update and our listeners, a quick update of how we're doing. Um, we're not very good. <laughs> um, we're one and two. Uh, we it's lost okay. a, we lost the very first game of the year to the guy who's three and O Keith Lipscomb, who's a producer at ESPN. We lost to him by, I think about five or six points. I can't remember what happened on week one, and I don't have time to pull it up. But he got he got something lucky on the very last on the on that Monday night game, and, and it cost us. Then in week two, we lost to uh, Jennifer Eakins for the from the four for four podcast. Um, she squeaked by us as well. And then this week, we finally got a win. We beat one of the fans. We beat a fan who's zero and three. Oh. So one of us is going to walk out of this as zero and three, and instead we walked out at one and two. So just to give you an idea how close this is, our points for, we have 477 points. Mm. Our points against is 482. We're only in the negative by five points, and we're Mm. one and two. So just to give you that kind of idea, we're not like a powerhouse team. We're in the middle of the pack points-wise, but we've actually given up. Have we given up more points? No, there's a couple guys who've had 500 points scored against them already this year in three weeks. It's a high-scoring league. But we're at one and two. We're still fighting. We're not done. We're not done. I don't know who the, who the yeah. hell do we play this week? I don't know. I don't know how I can find that. Fantasy. Uh, I hate with, this website. With all the injuries this year, there's literally so much luck involved, more than normal. It's insane. We are playing Randy Paulson this week. He's a fan. We have a um, Right now, based on the lineups as they stand, we're ex- we're supposed to win 150 to 130, but we have a problem. Oh, I gotta fix that. Uh oh. We have uh, Mitch Trubisky in as a starter. I'll fix that. Oh, remember when he was good? Oh. We have we have we're actually <laughs> semi deep at at, at uh, quarterback. Russell Wilson's our starter, and I grabbed Derek Carr and Daniel Jones. I grabbed Mitchell Trubisky the late as kind of like, well, let's find out what happens in Chicago. And for a week or two, it worked. And now we know but, it's Nick Foles. Yeah, now we know it's Nick, it's Nick Foles. I got to do something with our running backs, too. Our running backs are horrendous. Well, they're they're Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and then Mike Davis from Carolina, who was, you know, had a decent day. But then it's Deion Lewis. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So, we'll have to change that. <laughs> that that's, that's what happens when Saquon Barkley dies. Yeah. Which Thank is you, exactly Penn what State. happened to us. Yeah. So, all right, anyway, let's move on. Yes. Let's do um. Let's do America's favorite game. All right. So I'm gonna go easy on you this week. Okay. You're not gonna do the unders. There's the lowest under over of the week is 40. 
and it's Denver at the Jets. Man, that's going to be a might... rough game to watch. Yeah, so, you know, and that's because Drew Locke is hurt, <sighs> um, and Cortland Sutton is hurt. Do one of those, really quick, though, do one of those teams yeah. get Trevor Lawrence? I think the Jets are on the fast track. Who else is who else is 0-3? Falcons. The Falcons are the best 0-3 team in the league. They just can't. Their defense can't hold a league. So if the if the Falcons are the best 0-3 team, are the Bears the worst 3-0 team? I gotta hold. I gotta pull up the standings before I answer that. <laughs> I gotta pull the standings. Okay, uh, teams at 0-3. Uh, the Jets. Broncos. Bengals are 0-2-1. We'll leave them out of this. The Texans. The, the Broncos. The Giants. Giants the Vikings, the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Of that list, I think probably the worst team is, uh, you could toss it up between the Jets and the Giants. That's They're the worst 0-3 team. The best 0-3 team on this list is without a doubt Atlanta. Out of those so, teams, yes. Yeah. All right, best yeah. and worst 3-0 and teams. Really quick, 3-0, and Seattle, the Bears, the Packers. Titans, Steelers. The, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Steelers and the Bills. The best three and O team, I think, is I'll be I'll be a homer and go with my Chiefs. The worst three and O team has <laughs> got to be the Bears. Now, in our defense, even Sean said that. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sean's a Met fan. He's he's used to he's used to being disappointed. So, <laughs> what made me just gasp as I was reading that is I just got to look at the NFC East standings. Do you know Washington's in first place at one and two? Yeah, and some and the Eagles because they tied with the Bengals, they're only, what a game and a half back. Yeah, the collective, the collective performance of the NFC East is two nine and one. That's they're bad. two nine and one. The Cowboys are one and two. Yes. Bad. Yes, bad. I, I just and only one division game has been played. So one of those games they had somebody had to win. Washington beat Philadelphia in week one. So we're talking about outside the division. They're a combined. What is that? That's one, eight and one. Are you kidding? Yeah, they're not a, they are not a good division. Not a single team in that division has a positive point differential. Not <laughs> a single one. The closest is Dallas at minus nine. Oh my wow. God. The entire NFC West has a positive differential. <laughs> The Cardinals are plus 16, and they're the worst team in the division in differential numbers. My God, is the <laughs> NFC lopsided. You know what? It, it's the West Coast this year, guys. Learn to love it. Learn to love rooting for the West Coast teams. Because right. the AFC West is getting better. The Raiders are – I don't think the Raiders are the real deal yet, but I think they're on the right track. I think next year they could be very dangerous. Um, you know, Kansas City, obviously, we think is very good. Denver is not very good. But then you look at the NFC, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners. And don't forget, there's three wild cards this year. All four of those teams could make the playoffs. All four. Imagine then if everyone in the same divisions in the playoffs. That's going to make for a wild first weekend. That's because crazy. It, that means somebody's playing each other. There's going to be a divisional matchup in the first round of the playoffs somewhere. And possibly the second round because there's only one bye. There's only hmm. one bye. So, all right. Moving on. America's favorite game. So, yes. Stay the hell away from Denver Jets. On the flip side of the coin, I have five games on my roster that have more than 50 points wow. in the over-under. Really? Five. Five. Your only clue is that they all occur. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe six. <laughs> oh, no. I don't I don't have that one on my list. Oh, boy. 
Please stand by. I gotta look that up. All right, so there's five, maybe six. <laughs> okay. While I'm looking that up. Oh, there's six. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, there's six. Wow. It's like half the games. <laughs> so you got your three strikes. You got All three, right. six games on it. Tell me who is over 50. <sighs> well, no, let's, let's start with the Falcons-Packers. Falcons-Packers, yes, on Monday night. That was the one I was actually missing. You're absolutely right. 56 and a half. I think that's going to be a shootout. And when we get to the metric, you're going to hear the metric whisper a couple of names that are tied to that game, or at least one name that's tied to that game. So, all right, what else you got? All right, let's go hmm, Saints-Lions. Absolutely, 54. You're also going to hear the metric whisper a name from that game. (laughs) The Lions beat the Cardinals last week. My God. They did. They did. I, I didn't watch a minute of that. I have no idea if that's because Detroit played really well or Arizona didn't play well. But, hey, we told you to stack Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins last week. And if you did it, you won because he made that. That was a massive payoff last week for that. I, I every every lineup I had that had Murray and Hopkins in it last week did hit the cash line. I did a lot of experimentation last week, too. I should talk about that when we get to the merit, the merit We're going on the merit, Craig, on the metric. So, right, but you got two right. You still got all, all right. three of your strikes. And I still got four games on the board. I can't believe I'm going to say this game, but one of them has to win. Uh, Vikings Texans. That's correct. Fifty-one and a half. Ooh. The Vikings Texan game is fifty-one and a half. Somebody has and, to win. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that. I would actually bet the under all day long on that because I don't think either quarterback is playing as well as they should be. And no, Bill, O'Brien, just... Bill O'Brien's bringing in Earl Thomas. Is he? Yes. Earl oh, Thomas is expected Jesus. to sign there what if is, it hasn't already. Why? How does he have a job? Oh, God. He he has reached <laughs> he has reached Costanza level incompetence. <laughs> Do you remember the Seinfeld where he's driving in the parking lot with the World Series trophy? That's where we're at. It's oh, like so he's, he's trying to get fired. He's just like park. He just left his car in his parking space. Yeah. That was so the owner. So the owner thinks he's always there. <laughs> I just remember him doing donuts in the parking lot, dragging a World Series trophy with a bullhorn, <laughs> screaming insults outside of George Steinbrenner's office. I just remember oh, that man. episode so clearly. And then he still couldn't get fired because his boss ended up taking the taking the blame for it. <laughs> so, all right, so you got three right. There's still three on the board. Oh, man. Let's go Bills Raiders. No, Ooh. that's a 49 and a half. Oh, Sorry, man. So right close. one. So close. But that is a good game to watch. I think that game is going to be uh, – I think that's going to be a good game. So, Josh Allen is just off to such a tremendous start, and I did not see it coming. I'll be the first what, to admit. Um, really quick, what do you think will get to the point where, where Cinch will say Josh Allen is a good quarterback? I think I think I think they've got to they've got to make a playoff run. Don't forget that, with all due respect to our friend Cinch, Cinch has a lot of strong opinions about certain individuals. <laughs> we also argued with him today about or I've been arguing with him multiple times about Nikhil Harry. <laughs> He's like Nikhil. He, what do you say? The first, the next good game Nikhil Harry has will be his first one, and I get it. He hasn't been a groundbreaker, but his target share has increased this year. In week two, I think he had something like ten targets. He caught seven balls. Still didn't do a lot with it, but I'm just telling you. I, I, so when it comes to that, Cinch is usually right about a lot of things. Like Cinch was very right about. Um, 
about Patrick Mahomes. Remember, he took him two years ago, really cheap. Yeah. In our yeah. league, and he's had him ever since. He's clung to him. We can't we can't wrestle him away. But he's right about those things. But if there's a guy he doesn't like, it doesn't matter. He just he's just not going to trust him. He's just not going to trust him. Nope. So. All right, All right, so you've got you've got one you've got one strike down. You got two strikes and still three games on the board. Uh, Patriots Chiefs. Correct, fifty three. So that talks about Nikhil Harry. I I really think the metric is going to like Nikhil Harry this week. I think it's mainly because the Chiefs can't stop things over the middle. I am shocked that Mark Andrews did not light us up. That was more drops than anything else. That was more drops in defense. Sean pulled out all of his hair because of that. Oh my, he he does he shaves his head. Exactly. Okay. So I just, for me, I'm just like, you know what? It's that's going to be an interesting game. I think, I think that's a trap game for Kansas City. I think Kansas City could lose to New England easily. I think, I think you got two team, you got two coaches that scheme really well, and they've battled so many times. They know each other well. They know each other's style. Where it's, this is going to come down to who prepares better. So yes. All right, so you got that one right. There's two more on the board. And you got two strikes. <clears throat> Um, so quick question, does this, are we counting, should I ignore the postponed game? Yes. Okay. Just want to check. All right. Let's go Browns Cowboys. Correct. 55 and a half. It's the highest, second highest total of the week behind only Atlanta at Green Bay. Someone explain to me why that's a 55 and a half. Cause I don't see it. I, because their defenses are bad. Maybe. I, I don't see it. I just, I'm, I, you know, hold on a, real quick while you ponder the, the last one. I'm going to pull up Cleveland's game logs. They're two and one. The Browns are two and one. Okay. I get that. Uh, they, they scored six points against the Ravens, 35 against the Bengals and 34 against Washington. All due respect. That's the Bengals in Washington. They're not going to hang 30 points on the Cowboys. They're not. I, I don't see it. They're they're entering a stretch where the they've got the Cowboys, Colts, and Steelers in the next three weeks. There, those are probably going to be very similar defenses to what they saw out of the Ravens, more similar than what they saw out of Cincinnati and Washington. I, I'm I'm going to take the under there, and it, despite the fact that America's favorite game says bet that game, I'm going to say no. <laughs> personally, Arizona. Okay, one you got one left. You got one on the list, and you still got two strikes. Ooh, one left. And you're burn you're burning clock here. Clock. I am. I am. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Seahawks Dolphins. Just because no the C- strike two. That's a. F- oh wait, no, it's, that's that one's right too. Okay, I'm oh. sorry. We had seven games. Wow. <laughs> I missed that somehow. I don't know how I missed that. I read this list like four times. They were fifty four and a half. That makes sense. That's gonna be a shootout. That's just gonna be an absolute shootout. So, all right, there's still one left. You still have two strikes. All right. Uh, Colts Bears. Strike two. No, that's uh, uh, that's a forty-four and a half. Oh, forty-four and a half. All right, you got one left. You got one strike, and you got like uh, thirty seconds to figure it out. Chargers Bucks. No, strike three. That's a forty-five. The correct answer is Arizona at Carolina, fifty-one and a half. Never bet against Kyler Murray. Never bet against Kyler Murray. So, but that's pretty good. You got six out of seven. That's, That's pretty bad. impressive. That's, That's impressive. Bad. So, all right, let's move it along. So, so before we move on, so if you're one of those people who thinks high, trust Vegas for figuring out who you want to play, teams to target this week, it's literally half the league. Arizona, Carolina, Cleveland, Dallas, Minnesota, Houston, New Orleans, Detroit, 
Seattle, Miami, New England, Kansas City, Atlanta, and Green Bay. Hmm. That's only 14 out of the available 30, uh, 32 teams. Literally half of them are, are over 50. So so that leads us right into the metric. We had an okay week last week. Kyler Murray came through. Um, our Michael Pittman was one of our picks, and unfortunately he got hurt. The biggest problem we have with the metric, the metric, two things that kill DFS lineups when you're looking at value lineups is underperformance and injuries. And we've seen underperformance. Julio underperformed, and that killed us in week two. This week, Michael Pittman got hurt, um, and uh, that killed us in, in week three. So, uh, yeah, but we're back. Uh, so I, he's out indefinitely. Yeah, indefinitely. So this week, I asked the metric for its picks, and it spat back Matt Ryan right, right away. And the reason it spat back Matt Ryan is because Matt Ryan is only six thousand dollars. I don't understand how this is possible. I don't understand how Matt Ryan is only 6K. I'm opening it right now. Bear with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what his game logs have been so far okay. because they've been shootouts. They've all been shootouts. Week one, he scored 27.9. Week two, 28.5. Last week, he was only 12.4. I get it. The 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 he did he was uh had 238 passing, one pick and one uh touchdown. Got it. Okay, I see. I see that that's that's a little bit low, but I don't think it's six thousand low. I no. just I don't see it. Nah. I don't see it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Matt Ryan. Absolutely gonna roll with Matt Ryan this week. Who do you like a quarterback this week? I mean, if and I hate to say this, but you know you'd have to pay up a little bit. But you know Dak Prescott should Ooh. do well against the Browns. But again, he's seventy two. How yeah, but... you did not say Fitzpatrick blows my mind. <laughs> How did you not? Well, he's, so he's my second choice. <laughs> and he's only 5,400, but I've got him less than, I've got him less than 20 points. I need somebody who's going to score me at least 20 points. So I, I'm, I'm banking on Ryan this week. I really am. I really am. All right. So moving right along, uh, running backs, there was no consensus pick. Don't forget the metric considers multiple factors. And so Matt Ryan was a consensus pick. Every factor that I put in pointed towards a value-related performance. Not so with the running backs. The highest value-rated running back he has in here is Alvin Kamara. That's problematic because Kamara is 8,000. But I've got Kamara pegged for 23 points. That's just under 3x. If he gets that high, I mean, but Kamara has been developed, has been delivering. He has. He had some crazy uh, that game logs. 50, okay. 50 yard one, 51 yard touchdown run from a pass. His worst his worst week to start the season has been 23.7 points in week one. Hmm. He had 47 points in DraftKings last week and 38.4 in week two. He's gone. He's gotten almost he's gotten nine to ten points better every Man. week in theory he should score almost 60 points this week that's how, not gonna happen folks how don't, am I don't even one in two in our league it's horrible it's horrible yeah what can you do <sighs> but yeah i mean I, so kamara I, i'm gonna use kamara but if i'm gonna use kamara i gotta go cheap somewhere else and that's why i'm looking at my friend and yours david montgomery because with Tariq cohen going gone they're gonna have to lean on montgomery and with them changing quarterback to Nick Foles, I think they're going to lean on Montgomery even more than they have been. So I'm going to look at David Montgomery. If I have a couple bucks to spare, I will swap out Montgomery and I will put in Clyde Edward-Hilaire. I think that the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, 
he the Ravens are a very stout defense and he still looked so good he was so many times he was hit just didn't go down his yards after contact is going to be so good in the end analysis so those are the guys I like I'm loving Kamara and I'm liking Montgomery and or Hilaire if I can afford him in a lineup what do you got hi for me this week the two running backs I'm looking at because both of these defensive lines are not stupendous Mm -hmm. as Joe Mixon is 5,800 and James Robinson's only 6,500. I the the problem is Mixon hasn't done anything. Not yet, but Jacksonville isn't good. So I, 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 I'm, I'm not off the Joe Mixon train yet, but I'm looking at the schedule to see where the next stop is. (laughs) <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm talking to the conductor about transferring at the next stop. So, yeah, you know what? I, I don't disagree with you there. Who, who's your second one? James Robinson. The uh, he's not bad. Yeah, I got him about sixteen points. I got him about sixteen points. So yeah, at sixty-five hundred, if if I'm wrong about him and he breaks off and he gets the twenty, that's that's golden. So, all right. So there's no real value for me at running back. So at wide receiver, I gotta find value. Well, fortunately there was one consensus pick for the metric and it was Nikhil Harry. Why? You're telling me, you just told me how much your contributor cinch hates Nikhil Harry and thinks it's a terrible pick, but he's only 4,000 and his target share has been increasing kind of steadily. Last week he took a step back, but that's kind of, it's kind of hard to increase your target share from 10 targets the week before. I think the chiefs allow a lot over the middle. And I think that they're going to use Harry over the middle. And I think that that's going to be, you know, there's always last week, um, Rex Burkhead was the AKA secret weapon, right? They yeah. were, that was the guy that they, the, the Patriots are good at getting those certain people involved and planning around certain people or, and, and getting more people involved. I think this week is going to be, um, Nikhil Harry. So I've got Nikhil Harry. I'm also looking at KJ Hamler. Um, I'm having a, who's that guy moment. KJ Hamler in Denver. Jeez, it took me a minute. I actually had to. Everyone's type in his broken. Name. Everyone's broken. Everyone folks. except Jerry Judy is broken, so they're going to have to go to somebody. And that's the thing. Again, Hamler is extremely cheap at 3,800. So if I can use Nikhil Harry at 4,000, Hamler at 3,800, and then get a stud, I can be balanced. I can save money at wideout, which allows me to use Kamara. So, and when I say stud, I just found out today that um, DeAndre Hopkins is on the injury report. He has an ankle, ankle injury. Of course he is. <laughs> but if he comes off that injury report, he is absolutely a potential use for me this week if I can if I can afford to, to slide him in. I'm also looking at both the guys out of Seattle because they've both been doing really, really well. I've got DeAndre. If, he, if he's healthy, I've got him for 19 points this week. That doesn't put him because he's 8,500. But I would definitely pay up there. I would might pay up for De- Devontae Adams too if he plays. He's not going to play this week. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, no, he's probably not. So, but yeah. So I mean, that's I I would like to use I'd like to use Harry Camler and then a stud level guy. You know, Calvin Ridley is a possibility because I want to use Matt Ryan so badly, but I got to see where it's at. Who are you liking this week at, at wide receiver? Uh, I do like Calvin Ridley because everyone else in Atlanta is broken, including uh, Gage, the rookie. Yeah, Gage is not going to play this uh, You know, we saw what uh, Stefan Diggs and um, the rookie in Minnesota, what is his name? My Jefferson. Just, thank you. We saw what they can do. Are they going to be do, do that every week? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a continuing thing. But a mm-hmm. cheap, sneaky pick I like because 
I've been a, a Devontae Parker truther for the last six months. Uh, you know, he's only 5,700, and Seattle's secondary isn't stupendous. So You could do worse. You could do worse. You could do worse. What's the name of the guy who's starting in Denver at quarterback this week? What the hell is that guy's uh, name? Mark oh Rippon. That's right, Mark Rippon. No, you know, there's not. <laughs> it's his Mark Rippon not... is his uncle. Yeah, really? Are they? I did yeah. not know that. There, if you wanna, if you wanna go out on a limb and you wanna throw a dollar into a tournament and just see what happens, the crazy Denver stack might not be a I mean, bad the, idea. The Jets but, aren't good. They're all broken. But so. that is the lowest over under of the week too. So Vegas even is saying that that's gonna be a low scoring game. But if all the scoring comes from one side of it then you're okay yeah <laughs> so i wouldn't i'm not going to do that i'm not going to advocate for a denver stack this week then, but uh, if you're crazy and you want to do it i mean there's a lot of talk about uh kj hamler this week uh he's going up against a cornerback i don't even know who it is but i just heard there was a matchup issue there and they think they can they can score some points uh kj hamler went to penn state which is craig's favorite school to draft fantasy football <laughs> players from so no don't do it we'll see what happens there wait really really quick yeah. Oh, second beer time. Yep. What is this? Uh, this is something that Cinch uh, gave me. This is called Old Man McCollin's Porter. Oh, I'm not a porter By Norbrook guy. Farm Brewery. I have I not had this yet. All right, well, give it a sip. We have a minute to give it a taste test. We're supposed to be football and beer, even though I haven't had a drink in so long. I forget what alcohol <laughs> tastes You'll get there again. You'll get there again. Full of carbs. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. That's a thoughtful pause. It is. So it's at first it's it's very coffee-ish, like just straight black coffee. But then okay. there's this aftertaste that I can't like pinpoint. It's okay. kind of like a. We'll ponder it. It's kind of like a. It's not even really bitter. It's I don't know. It's it's different. Different. I think there's it, the word. You know. Okay. Meanwhile, let's talk about tight ends. Tight yes. ends, again, no consensus likes this week from the metric. The metric, uh, or, or consensus picks, um, the metric likes Austin Hooper, likes Logan Thomas again, uh, likes Hunter Henry. I think, I think I'm think i leaning towards Hooper because I think if he gets into the end zone, he could get upwards of 10 to 12 points. And if he gets to 12 points, he's at 3x. Um, there's just not a lot to like this week in uh, the the tight end ranks outside of the, the big names. I mean, even Mark Andrews is down to 6,000, but I'm not going to touch him at 6,000. Not after the game he just had. So I'm probably just going to use Hooper and try to save a couple bucks. If I'm desperate for cash, I'll use Logan Thomas and go from there. What do you like this weekend? Yeah, I, tight do, end? I do like Logan Thomas because he's cheap. A cheaper option because Atlanta's defense is so bad is a tight end from Green Bay. Uh, his name is Robert Tanyan. 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 Yeah, Robert Tanyan. He's only, I've got him pegged for eight points. He's only 3400 So, I mean, if you want to save money on tight end, that is an option. If, if I'm wrong by three points on him, if he gets to 11 points, he's value. Yeah. So, that's that's possible. I, I have him I have him at a ceiling of 12 and a floor of six. Um, Actually, that's probably too high of a floor. I'd probably move that floor to four based on how I'm looking. But still, yeah. I mean, at 3400 but for me, I'll take Logan Thomas at 3,500. I just think Washington's going to – at least Logan Thomas is – well, 
Really, there was nothing to say about that. I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> I probably would take Logan Thomas just because I've seen him play and I liked what I've seen out of him so far. I really haven't had a chance to see Tiny in play, so I'm probably biased. I'll be fair there. But uh, yeah, some one guy I talked to was very big on him, Was had him as, as his number two value of the week. So defenses, you'll be happy to know that for the first time ever, the um, there's two consensus picks and neither one of them is the cheapest defense of the week. They're like the near cheapest defense of the week but they're not the cheapest the um the the metric likes the jets and the washington defenses this week the jets are 2400 but they are a thursday game so if you're playing a sunday only pool you can't use them so you probably want to use washington washington's only 2100 and i've got them slated for six points that's just under 3x you want to go with a little bit more reliable maybe the bucks 3400 I don't even know who, off the top of my head who the Bucks are playing. They're playing the had, Chargers. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we still don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Chargers. You know, Anthony Lynn's under a lot of pressure to not um, not start start Herbert if if Tyrod is healthy. But you know, I'm I'm sorry, Justin Herbert has come out and, and done well in his first he two has. starts. So you know, it's hard. So I, I don't know. I, defense for me is just going to be whatever fits this week. Yes. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So to sum up for me. I am going to be looking at Matt Ryan, uh, shares of Matt Ryan and Nikhil Harry to start off my lineups. I'm probably paying up at one running back and one wide receiver spot and then trying to spread out a little bit middle of the level the rest of the way and then just filling in defense with whatever I can afford. That's my plan for the week. So, um, yeah, we'll go from there. Let's, You know what? Believe it or not, we, yeah. we're going to try and stay on schedule. We're almost out of time. It's crazy, man. Crazy. It is. There's so much to talk about during the season. It's just, it's so wild. So let's move on to final thoughts. Craig, what do you got for final thoughts? Final thoughts are, you know, again, just go light. I know it's really, really easy to look at DraftKings or FanDuel and you see stuff that's a dollar, but like, you know, your account isn't, you know, your account say has 85 cents and then all of a sudden you deposit $20 now, all of a sudden, you're betting, like, 15 other games. Just, you know, just pay attention to what you're betting on. Absolutely. That was actually, you just stole my, stole exactly what I was about to say, <laughs> is stick to your budget. I, I screwed up my budget this week. I screwed up my budget, and it worked out. I ended up I ended up plus on the week. I'm still negative on the year because I, I, I had a terrible week, too. I'm going to take, it's going to take me two or three weeks to dig out of my week two hole but I, I mean, I, I, I did on, on the Monday night game, I meant to put into a pool that was mm, cheaper. I was just, I, I've been doing a lot of research, honestly. I've been, I've been learning. I, I like, I took a, a FanDuel lineup. Craig, Craig put together a FanDuel lineup that looked pretty good. And I don't usually play on FanDuel, but I wanted to experiment. So I put the lineup into a bunch of $1 double ups or 50 fifties, dollar 50 fifties. But I did different size pools. So I did their largest pool. Then I did a pool that was like 120 people. I did a pool that was like 60 something people, etc. And what I'm seeing so far is that the smaller pools, mm-hmm. the pay lines are lower. These were all single entry pools and they were getting progressively smaller. I cashed in everything with that lineup. I cashed in everything that was under 500 people. And the ones that were under five, over 500, there was one I cashed in. I cashed it like 650. It was 650, but I no, I'm sorry, I lost in the one that was 650, but I lost in the one that was like 1200. I won in the one that was 1200 people. 
So at something around that 650 mark, it just it, it, it threw me. But I definitely noticed I was I was closer to the top in the smaller pool. So my advice hmm. is focus on smaller pools. Focus on single entry if you can. If you can get into limited entry pools, it will definitely increase your chances of winning, particularly in cash games. In tournaments, single I won't play anything but a single entry tournament. Too many times I have seen myself finish one spot out of the money and the 20 guys ahead of me are all the same name with the same score. <laughs> yeah. It, guys stack there when they're confident. So, uh, as always, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Apple, uh, Stitcher, Player FM, all the different sites. We really appreciate it. Reach out to us. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. Uh, fignuts.com, fignutsdfs.com on the internet. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about that except, you know, stay healthy, everybody out there. Craig, what did I forget? Oh, uh, hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. See, I knew there was something. <laughs> knew there was something all right guys we'll be back next week i hope everybody has a fantastic week four stay healthy and happy out there and we will talk to you soon my name is brit i'm craig and we are the football fignuts podcast (laughs) 